Saludos and salutations, Broncos country, and welcome to another exciting and brand new episode of Broncos Talk. I'm your host, Adan Diaz, and joining me as always, just over my head, to my left, is at Richie Richie, and to my right, at Broncos Viking, Johnny Baki. Guys, how you doing tonight? Whew. Well, you go ahead. You go first, Rich. <laughs> Uh, so I've had uh, tornado touchdowns, uh, 20 minutes north and 20 minutes south. Mm-hmm. Uh, thunder and lightning almost all day. And Sounds like they're zooming in on you right now. Like they, now now, now well, they well, you know, no. your location, they're going to drop I, I, it right I, in the middle. I just put on the orange so they could finally find me. They, you know, they, they clearly had bad aim, right? So I figured <laughs> this one out. Guys, um, I'm, I'm tired, you know. I, I, I worked last night and... I got a little bit of sleep, a little, a couple of little naps in my chair today in my recliner, which is, you know, always great. Um, but I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little bit tired. Uh, other than that, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing, Adon? I'm doing good, guys. And let me just remind you that we go live every Tuesday at seven six five four on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Guys, we are on a quest for one thousand. That is right, one thousand subs, guys. The absolute best way to support a growing podcast or a growing channel also is to subscribe hit that thumbs up comment and share the more interaction we get on the pods the more eyes that get in front of us and and that wasn't enough incentive guys glenn hauser has said that once we hit that 1000 subs mark he is going to do the next podcast on mhrt and maybe if that's sooner on nothing rhymes with wearing the barrel man barrel so guys (laughs) make sure you slap that thumbs up button subscribe turn on notifications and share so that you can know when we go live anytime we post amazing content on any of our pages and so that other broncos fans out there in broncos country can know that we are here now i don't know about you guys but i am really stoked to seeing glenn in that barrel man barrel and we are almost close to 300 subs as of this recording so i'm excited i think we actually i think we might i have to check but i think we might have just breached 300 um this week so that's amazing. It, you know, it, it, it is, it is pretty awesome. And uh, real quick, I want to throw this in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who caught last night's episode of MHH, but uh, Zach told us don't drink in pod. And uh, I, I'm sorry, Zach, I'm going to tell you right now. I do my best, dr- my best potting when I'm drinking and they haven't caught me yet. So I'm good. <laughs> Wait, is that a dust booth? Just for I, you, I, my friend. I, I I'm just waiting for that. Cup. I'm just waiting for that decal. You promised me. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the address to send it to. Now for the it to you. <laughs> for the loyal fans that have watched the show from the beginning, there's one episode where we did where we were all supposed to have a red cup on the show, and I was the only idiot that showed up with a non. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure there's some fans out there that remember that episode. It's a great episode, by the way. Make sure you guys catch it out when you get a chance. So I went out and I made sure I had a whole bunch of red cups in case the boss wanted to, <laughs> you know, do another episode where everybody's having a drink and red you know. solo cup you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, and all of us don't have a boot um, well you know what i think i think rich i think we need to get a don a dos boot and we need to uh and we all need to get our you know our decals on there and i agree if you can send me a link to where they sell it i can buy it oh Amazon. shoot Spen- spencer's gifts my friend <clears throat> really yeah amazon.com but yeah that's my next stop after the show Yes, sir. (laughs) Uh, But let's say hi to some of our fans in the room, guys. Let's say hi to Dave Glassman. He says, hashtag mile high five at MHRT podcast. Dave, thank you so much, my friend. And I almost clicked on you, Rich. (laughs) Uh, The boss asking what kind of pizza. 
I'm guessing. Oh, that that's was because a... uh, David gone out. David run out to get a pizza and some beer. Ah, uh, before the show. I can't think of a better way to watch <clears> the show <throat> than with pizza and beer. <laughs> I mean, uh, put in. Yeah, picked in. Fries, uh, gravy, cheese curds. It, it, it may actually be one of the greatest Canadian exports. It's probably the it's probably the thing that, that you know the only truly good thing to ever come out of Canada is poutine, right? <laughs> yeah, one of the very few. Yeah. And maple one of the, syrup, <laughs> and maple, maple syrup, syrup. and Dudley do right. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> EJ saying what's up, Broncos country? What's up, EJ? Landon Clark saying what's up? Hey, Landon, how's it going? And guys, the energy is only going to pick up as we go along in today's show. Absolutely, and absolutely. Here, I almost missed it. Travis Tarbox saying hello, fellas, Denver Broncos for life. What's up, Travis? For today's show, and of yeah. course, Muhammad Badi. Mobad. Mobad, how are you, my friend? How's everything going for you? Thank you so much for watching the show. And Hopefully I really well, Malik is doing good, and all the other little bads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, getting to today's topic, we're going to talk about pass rushing duos more specifically the Broncos oh and Celine Dion what, what can we say Richie our heart will go on oh that's cool. oh man that's oh that hurts. Uh, yeah I know that's she's terrible French though. yeah <laughs> she's French Canadian French Canadian yeah we... Canadian is still in there buddy it sure the hell is. That's debatable depending on who I ask in Quebec. Um, well, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Oh, but guys, uh, so, like I was saying, our, our show today is going to be about pass rushing duels. Most uh, going to concentrate mostly on, of course, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. And what can we expect? Boys? Yeah, what can we expect from the dynamic duel this season? Now, I'm going to start off by saying, obviously, Von Miller being healthy, for one, because, I mean, we I can still feel it in, in my bones, just the, the uh, I don't even know, I don't know if sensation is the right word, but just the disappointment in seeing Von Miller go down with injury, knock on wood, literally oh, just before kickoff. Okay, let, let, let's go back even further, though, Adon. Let's, let's mm-hmm. go back to 2019. So, you know, all these expectations were out there for Miller and Chubb together. Chubb get Chubb has season ending injury. <clears throat> it's just Vaughn out there. And he, you know, and so suddenly Vaughn's taking all the double teams. And it definitely, it definitely, you know, you know, showed as far as as you know the the pressures went, you know, in the quarterback's face. It definitely showed in in passes, you know, in uh, in sacks. I mean it and then, you know, here we you know, fast forward to 2020, and we're like, all right. You know, Brad. You know, Bradley Chubb is coming back. Von Miller's good. I mean, Von Miller was, you know, like looked like the the most jacked he's ever been in his his life. And we're all we're all so pumped. And what was it like the the, the last practice before the regular season started? Yeah, I mean, one. Yeah, and he he goes down and, and he's out for the whole season. I mean, and and so literally for the last two years, we've only been able to see one or the other. And it just kind of—I am so ready to see the two of them on the field at the same damn time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm at a loss for words, but I totally agree with you there, Johnny. It's—I mean, the just seeing them in practice and seeing the photos from uh, the the mini camp that they did—it's just—I mean, it gets your it gets your heart racing as a Broncos fan. 
and you know it, it just the only thing and I, I can't stress this enough is just you know obviously the bradley chubb uh knee thing is a, a bit of a concern so that's something to keep an eye on that was von's uh, ankle i mean and, and von's ankle too you uh, know the, the, those kind of things those are easily those are easily re-injured mm-hmm you know, they they are the only good news I'll say with Vaughn is that he seems to injure something different every um, time. Every time. <laughs> so I mean, there there is some benefit there. Like for example, we keep on kind of joking with KJ's Hamler. Um, KJ's Hamler string. Yeah, Hamler string. Um, so when when you look at like so, so, but that's a good example, right? He keeps on re-injuring the same thing over and over again, and it really doesn't seem to be healing for him. Whereas at least Vaughn seems to, you know, knock on wood, uh, be injuring something slightly different each time, which is probably a good thing given the fact that fluke injuries in football are going to happen no matter what. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, they do. Here, so since you say it that way, since, you know, he seems to injure something different each time, here's hoping this time it's his earlobe or, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, maybe like uh, his pinky fingernail. Yeah, I mean, when I was when I was, pl- when I was playing rugby, we just carried a lighter and a knife in our bags, and every time we cut ourselves, we just cauterized it, and went back out in the field. Ooh, look, look at this Ooh. tough guy! Look at this tough guy, so sassy. Oh. <laughs> we had rules: no blood on the field. So the fastest way to fix that is burn it. And we super glued in the army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I carried tubes of super glue, and, and I was just like, here, you know. <laughs> so it is what it is. So. Uh, Mundungus, uh, uh, Don, do you mind if I pull up this comment real quick? Please. Mundungus went straight into it. So do we think Miller and Chubb are the best pass rush duo in the NFL? So, I mean, right out the gate, I mean, he didn't even give us a chance to to, to breathe a little. So um, let, let's, I mean, we can bring up. Uh, so Boggin says no. They're All not right, guys. Great show. Team. Thank you very much. Have a good yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. So Boggins, Boggins, since you're since you're throwing that in there, um, who who do you think is Boggins? Um, I mean, you've got Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaq Barrett. They're they're a, quite a, a, a they're a really good tandem. At, you know, down in in Tampa Bay, you've got Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn uh, in Chicago. They they're a pretty decent combo. Um, I mean, you've got you've got Frank Clark and Chris Jones in Kansas City. You have Von, you know, we've already said it, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb in Denver. You have Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith, the Smith the the Smith squared in Green in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. But I, well, actually, wait, didn't Melvin Ingram just? No, he just signed with. Uh, yeah, he the just Steelers. signed with the Steelers. So I mean, yeah. I guess you, we can go ahead and nix that one. So now it's T.J. Watt uh, and Melvin. Yeah, Ingram. it's T.J. Watt and Melvin Ingram and. What about and I know that Cameron Hayward was with the Steelers. What happened? Uh, where did he go? Did he? I'm not sure. But from what I read today, supposedly the best rated pass rushing duo title is going to belong to Washington's uh, Montez Sweat and Chase Young, who are slated to have another big season together. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's the, the, it, it's still too early to tell. I mean, we know Von Miller is Von Miller. I mean, I, I I say that kind of thing all the time when I'm talking about people like Peyton Manning, you know. But those are those are generational talents. Von Miller is a generational talent. Agreed. I mean, he's one of those. He's one of those guys. Hands down, will be a first round you know, or first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, mm-hmm. and 
and he, I, I truly believe that. If anybody disagrees, well, you know. But, you know, I, I truly believe he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, and so Von Miller, you know, he's 100%. He's one of a, he's pretty well one of a kind. I mean, you've got others that get to the ball very well, but there's just something about the way Von Miller moves, the way that Von Miller plays. It's very unique to him. And it, you know, and, he, and the energy, not just that, but the energy that he brings to the fields, you know, on his, you know, just on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, we've seen some of what Bradley. We, I think I think we saw a lot of what Bradley Chubb was capable of in in 2018 and a little bit in 2019 before he got injured. I think we've seen him struggle since to come back from it. But I think, me personally, I think with having Vaughn, you know, healthy on the other side, it's going to help him, you know, massively elevate because you know a lot of that pressure will be taken off of him because again, he's Vaughn Miller and teams know that. You also, exactly. you also have a difference in, in the, the way the two play. So um, you have Vaughn, yeah. who traditionally has been more speed bend, kind of shifty in terms of play style. And then you have Chubb, who is, I, I would argue, is probably more akin to somebody along the long along the lines of um, Mac, like Khalil Mack, okay. where he plays with a little bit more power and a little less kind of shimmy shake. Um, and Ben. So I actually think you have a nice blend between the two pass rushers on, on with the Broncos. Um, so Boggins did respond back to you. He believes that uh, Chandler Jones and JJ Watt from Arizona uh, may take that particular. That, that will be a very, that will be very interesting. Now I got two to respond or a couple to respond back with curious into the chat's comments on these. You already mentioned Montez Sweat and Chase Young. I have them on my list. I got Clowney and Miles Garrett on my list as potential duos that could really push for that top spot. Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa of the 49ers are another two that I have. Ingram and Watt. So that's TJ Watt and Ingram from the Steelers. And of course, as you mentioned, JPP and Shaq Barrett, they're making my list too. And I have an honorable mention, Davenport and uh, Cameron Jordan of New Orleans Saints. Cameron Jordan is just too good not to have on a pass rush list. He's just put up numbers so consistently for so long. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know what? Without my orange colored glasses on, I would really love to sit here and tell you that Von Miller and Bradley Chubb are going to be the best pass rushing duo. And in my heart, I want to believe that. But like as we said at the beginning of this uh, show, the injuries are, we need to see how they are progressing, you know, how they do in training camp, how hopefully they don't flare up during uh, preseason. And just basically how, and, and I agree with that. Vaughn does have the best bend of the edge ever. And, you know, Bradley Chubb is going to only get better with experience. But when you put those guys in the category with the, with the guys you guys just named from other teams, I mean, it's like, it's like shuffling cards, you know? It's kind of like no matter who yeah. is going to be on top one week, in another week it could be, uh, you know, the, the Niners guys. And then the next week it could be the Steelers guys. And then the next week it could be the Cardinals guys. It, it's just going to keep going up and down. It's going to keep fluctuating. But ultimately, who's it going to be like at the end of the season? Like when you go duo, you know, this duo this week, this duo this week, this duo this week, you know, at the end of the season, who is going to be the best hand, you know, the best tandem in the NFL for 2021? And I mean, I honestly think I have to agree with Boggins. It's going to be uh, Watton, uh, what is it, Chandler, right? Yeah. They're. Or yeah, Chandler Jones. Yeah, it, it, you know the two of them. The two of them have so much experience. Now, granted, maybe the only thing that we that I can say is that they don't have too much experience together. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, you know TJ or yeah, 
JJ's just now getting to to uh, Arizona, so maybe. But I mean, honestly, I think that just like I say about a lot of those, you know, or JJ Watt's a generational talent as well, and he'll be, you know, he's definite. I, I, in my, you know, my opinion, he's a future Hall of Famer for sure, and um, I believe he could walk into that defense and very quickly pick it up. Um, So, I mean, just based on just based on their current situations, as much as I agree with you, Adon, I'd love to just put my orange my orange lenses on and. Yeah. Broncos, 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 pound the table all day. I don't know. We don't know yet. You know, we mm-hmm. we, we haven't seen enough of, of Vaughn and, and and Chubb on the field at the same time. And, you know, to say one way or another, I think it take we take a step forward. I really do. I think we take a massive step forward. The uh, we bring some some uh, some major. Um, Oh, Dave Glassman. He wants to know. Oh, who is rushing, rushing with Aaron, Aaron Donald? Donald? Isn't it Leonard Floyd? Leonard Floyd. Yeah, it's Leonard, yeah, Floyd. Leonard Floyd. But um, anyway, I think we take that major step forward, and and we see that we can see that that pressure start to get you know start to because I think I, you know Mundungus said it the other day on uh, Nothing Rhymes with Orange and Blue with uh, with with me and uh, uh, when we had Lindsay B- uh, Bebo on was that the thing we missed the most with Vaughn being out this last season was not necessarily the sacks. The sacks are great. The sacks are fa- I mean, that's what's fun. That's what gets you pumped. That's what gets the whole team jumping and slapping each other on the back. And and it, and, it, and, it, and that's the kind of moments that can that can also shift momentum in your favor whenever the momentum is not going your way. Mm-hmm. Sacks are great. But I think I agree with Mundungus that what we missed most was the pressure in the quarterback's face. Because the pressure in the quarterback's face is what causes the quarterback to make mistakes. And with, with a secondary like we now have... When the quarterback makes mistakes, we capitalize. We will be able to capitalize on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know what? If I had to probably guess, I would probably say agree with that article that I read about uh, Montez Sweat and Chase Young quite possibly being the best uh, pass rushing duo. Because, I mean, they have uh, – they, they're, they're building experience just like Bradley Chubb is. But they're both kind of in the same boat when you think about it. And Chase Young had the game of his life damn near last year in that week one game against Philadelphia. I oh, mean, it, he was, got, it was a thing of beauty. He got the Carson Wentz so much, it was almost like he was <laughs> on his team. And, uh, he got you know, the Carson Wentz so much that he got traded. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> he, he made him leave Philadelphia. That is so true, Rich. <laughs> oh. He couldn't. He couldn't show his face. Uh, Travis. No. Travis Tarbucks did bring up a great point, and I'm so sorry I forgot this. Oh, he said right. Johnny mentioned Frank Clark, isn't he headed to prison? You are not wrong, Travis. I'm so sorry. I I completely spaced on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, and he's right. When I, I was, mean, well, on the bright side, he'll be wearing Denver orange. <laughs> <laughs> Our right, color, but unless he's wearing one of them progressive oh, sorry, okay. sorry. Yeah, our color, but not our brand. Uh, <laughs> ironically, he's still part of the Chiefs team. There has been no news of him being dropped by the organization, so there's got to be something look, going on there. Look, I, I, I don't see the I, I, whether they they've released a statement or not. The reason I, I bet they, I'm sure they haven't, is just because it's still an ongoing investigation. Mm-hmm. But come on, the guy has been brought up on weapons charges twice in the last six months. Yeah, that's like, not a coincidence. That's a felony. That's one hundred percent a felony, and a felony ends in prison time. Like, yeah, you know he's. I mean, he's not. I don't think. He, I don't really don't think he's getting out of this. 
because not only was it a weapons charge, like not only were they weapons charges, they were blatant weapons charges. Like you, he didn't even try to hide the weapon. You know, like you're not licensed to carry that firearm in that state. You know, he's and he left it. it one, it's a, it's a it's a firearm that you can't even. That, that honestly, isn't even a legal weapon to own in that state. Right. Oh, Mundungus. We're a Frank family will have show, lots boss. Of sacks in prison. We're a family <laughs> show. Oh, we're a family show, but you know what? The kids got to learn sometime. Adon. Much, I mean, but anyway, you know, like it's a weapon that he's. It's not even legal to own. You know, mm -hmm. like it's it's an illegal firearm on top, and he left it laying in plain view. I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. How stupid can you be? Hey, if Johnny. You yeah. He completely allowed himself to not get a secondary charge. Yeah. He did not have I, a concealed weapon. I will no, say. Okay. Because that changes everything. <laughs> I, I mean, that that's a big deal, right? <laughs> I, Maybe I, in Canada. <laughs> I will say, I will say as an honorable mention, Khalil Mack could possibly make that list if okay. Robert Quinn just kind of gets what, his head out prison? of prison? What, going to prison? No, I mean, in pass? terms of being a, a great pass rusher. I mean, <laughs> he's a great pass rusher, don't get me wrong, but oh, yeah. just like Von Miller, he can't do it on his own. No. And uh, he's not getting any help from the other side from Robert Quinn. So... In fairness, that was first. <laughs> there it is. Plenty of sack action, Mr. Boggins. Hey, can't blame <laughs> the boss for trying to uh, steal your thunder. Uh, oh, but, Dave, we're not gonna. I'm not pulling that comment up. I'm sorry, buddy. I can't. There's, a, yeah. I can't do that one. <laughs> uh, no comment. Um, but uh, you know, if Robert Quinn can kind of step up this year, then the Bears' uh, front defense, especially their pass rushers, can get back up in there. I mean, because from last year, I think the greatest probably moment I've seen Khalil Mack ever do was him literally flipping Tristan Wirfs. Oh yeah, flipping him over like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not a bear, but that was awesome to see. You know, but what it really—I just—I I mean, what it really comes down to—we rebuilt our secondary. Okay, mm -hmm. I mean, like we we talked sir, about it. There, sir, can I just this, jump in there? Yeah, go. I, th I think the most important part on our team that we've bolstered is not actually the secondary. I think the most important thing that we've bolstered is actually the middle linebacker group, where we've added depth that can potentially play differently and and the reason i'm saying that is we already saw what happens to some of the quarterbacks and are the quarterback in our division that we're really chasing at the moment which is patrick mahomes when you take away his first read it really slowed him down sure. vic fangio vic fangio did a really good job of that last year when we played him as well but with better linebacking play it will really enable us and allow us to play him better and other quarterbacks better so I think that's probably something that we're maybe underrating in terms of what we did this offseason. I mean, so, I mean, I agree to an extent. Um, I think we've added some pieces. I don't think we've added. I, I personally don't think we've added the answers just yet. I mean, we haven't seen enough of Baron Browning. We haven't seen. We have not. We, we haven't seen dang near any of Justin Sternod, except what we saw a little bit in, in camp last season. Mm hmm. They're there, and it adds its depth behind, you know, right now behind Josie Jewell and AJ Johnson. But I don't think we, I don't think that the answer is there right now. I think it has, you know, just like any, a lot of the other positions, what we talked about, especially we talked about last week, the potential is there. Um, I can honestly say, though, as far as for our secondary, not only have we added depth, which was one of our biggest issues last season when we, you know, we got to what, like the ninth string cornerbacks, you know. 
but you know we've added depth but at the same time you look at the names that we've added in the secondary it's this team is ready we've added and retained added and retained this team it's especially in the secondary is ready to take that step forward i mean it's 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 a it's a well-oiled machine. If you want if you want a winning t- if you want to win games, it has to be a well-oiled machine. The you know the um, the line supports the secondary. The secondary supports the line. And when one's doing well, the other one the other one has the the highest potential to do well as to do well also. So when you add in that that pass rush, that you know especially with something like we saw you know in the Super Bowl with you know with the the, the Bucks uh, defense just constantly haranguing and harassing Patrick Mahomes being in his face. You know, Levante David and 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 Jones and all of them just being at him. You know, he wasn't he wasn't ready for it, and it showed. And and and, and it caused a lot of issues. You know, in, in the back air, in you know, down the field for him. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing will go for the Broncos, with with the, a tandem like Chubb and Miller, where you're, they're trying to you know, and then of course you got Shelby and Mike Purcell is coming back. You know. Um, with all of, with everything we've got up, up front, if they can continue, if they can just be harassing quarterbacks, those quarterbacks are going to make mistakes. And when quarterbacks make mistakes, secondaries eat their lunch. And that, and I think it's gonna, I think that's going to be, it's gonna be like the, you know, um, uh, partnership made in heaven kind of thing. Or I don't know, that's a bad way to put it, but you, you get what I'm saying. It, it, it's. You can't have a good, you, you can't have a great defense if you have, you know, a great secondary, but not so great up, you know, not so great line and vice versa. And I think what we've done this off season, you know, and especially with, with, with returns and with, with um, those that were, that, that we have uh, now brought into the fold, I think we're, we have the potential to really give the, you know, the defense something of a break and, and hopefully the offense can also then take on and capitalize and score some points. Considering Edge is kind of more defensive, though, my only concern is that we didn't have a ton of interior pressure last year to pair with Edge, uh, the Edge kind of attempted pressure. Um, Mm -hmm. I I realize that we have some younger guys that we're hoping are going to kind of take the next step. But in fairness, they need to take that next step. Not so dissimilar from what others have said and whatnot. So so we, we need to kind of see those interior guys keep that ratcheting up and you know stepping up that ladder so to speak in terms of improvement Mm -hmm. and to your point if that interior line or that that kind of middle portion of the line uh does not take those steps forward or even heaven heaven forget you know we don't want them to regress but if they do then that would really put a bit of a a wrench in that for us and whether or not Vaughn and Chubb can really kind of go out and eat Mm -hmm. now there was a comment made uh by uh Dave Glassman here um, if I can just quickly uh, yeah, go pull ahead. that up. Um, I do think that pass rush can still be a tool, even from behind, if your rush, if your rush is, uh, has found an answer to the offensive line on the other side of the ball. So now it's certainly not going to be one of those things where you're just going to get sacks for sacks sake, like you sometimes get when you're playing with the lead. But if you have found the answer to the offensive line where you've found like a weak spot as the game has progressed, and maybe that's the answer, it can absolutely be used as a tool to get you back in the game. So while, you know, in the 80th percentile, I'd probably say I would probably agree because it's probably not going to be the thing that's going to get you back in the game per se. If you find the answer, it absolutely can, though. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm yeah. I'm gonna go out and say that I think Miller and Chubb are gonna be top three, just for the simple fact that these Ooh. guys are gonna be dependent on what Shelby Harris and Mike Purcell can do in between them. You know, because these guys, yeah. even you know, Shelby Harris, we already know has the best hands in the league, and you know, slotting right. down footballs. That's the not best pause. Yeah, the best pause. <laughs> the best pause. That that's not a question. <laughs> What is question is, can they draw the double team so that Miller and Chubb don't have to deal with trying to get to two people? Or, right, if, right. or if the offense uh, switches, you know, to having a tight end block, uh, assist block, can Chubb break through that or Irvon Miller? You know, kind of giving them giving them the chance so that they can play at their best so that they, so that they don't get gassed out and have to, you know, sure. have to sub in. Well, and and this, at the same time, I think that, you know, as long as, you know, they're, if, they're, if they're double teaming, I think I think they're going to start the season out double teaming Vaughn like crazy. Teams are going to double team Vaughn mm-hmm. like crazy because again he's Vaughn Miller, mm-hmm. okay, and that's going to give Bradley Chubb chances. It's going to give Astronaut some chances to come around the side and put either you know put some pretty awesome pressures and even some sacks on some quarterbacks. So then maybe three four games in, the you know suddenly they're going to start putting some double teams on on Chubb, and when they do that, <laughs> guess who's going to be coming around the left side? Vaughn Miller. Mm-hmm. And, and and every time they and then from that moment on, I think for every time they swap over, it's going to give more chances for for one or the other to get around and get and and get maybe not get that quarterback on the ground, but at least get in his face and make him uh, you know make him pee his pants a little bit. What, what's <laughs> going to be very important there? What you what you just said is that mm-hmm. interior of the defense. What we were just kind of talking about there. You kind of yeah. hit that earlier. When they double team Vaughn and then leave Chubb there, which they're probably going to chip him, so they're they're not going to double team him, but they'll chip him. So they'll have a double team on Vaughn and they'll chip Chubb on the other side. What mm-hmm. we need desperately as a Broncos defense is for one of the interior guys to get home. Yeah. So what? Because because what that'll end up doing is that'll force them to not be able to double Vaughn and bring yeah. guys inside, and then you end up with basically you know just go to town <laughs> and you can see it and, and like I'm, I'm gonna bring this comment up real quick by tony williams on facebook what's up tony it's nice to see you in the chat my, my friend so the new look secondary will be helpful to the pass rush too via coverage sack so i completely agree again it's 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 a handshake right when the, when the secondary is doing good it it helps the 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 front and when the front's doing good the secondary you know it helps the secondary so in the same way like you know if 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 our our brand new rebuilt, you know, on paper top three secondary can keep tight coverages on their targets, that's going to force quarterbacks to hold on to the ball longer. Mm-hmm. And when they hold on to the ball longer, that gives dudes like Bradley Chubb and Von Miller and Shelby right. Harris the more, more time to get to the quarterback. And whether or not they sack him again, it it, it forces them to either make more mistakes or to have to get rid of the ball, forcing another down. Agreed. It's, it, it, you know, I think I think both sides of of that of our defense, the front and the back, and the, and the and the secondary, I think they're going to be very complimentary this season, and I cannot wait to see it. Agreed. So we've spoken a fair amount of hypotheticals, uh, not to put anyone on the spot, but where where do we see right now coming into the season with Vaughn coming back from an injury, albeit? He's effectively had basically a full year and a bit almost to really heal, or but a year to heal. Um, where do you see Vaughn and Chubb stacking up against 
you know, even some of the guys I listed as, as duos, and, and I'm sure there's others <clears> you guys <throat> have as well that are on your list. Where do you Adon, see you said top them? three, right? I predict top three, yes. Okay. I would be comfortable putting them top five, maybe I, I, four, fourth or fifth. I would say fourth or fifth overall as a tandem. I, I think they have the potential for it. I don't think it will be, I don't think that will be happening in the first few weeks. Because, you know, again, we're going to be seeing a lot, you know, either you know, lots of double teams on Vaughn and Brad and Chubb's going to be getting home, not necessarily Vaughn so much. And then, you know, after that, they'll start, you know, then after that, maybe three, four, four games in, we'll start to see them swapping the double teams and even the chip, the chip blocks. Brad trying to trying to stop these two. And at that point, I think we'll start seeing more and more of them being in the top. So I'd say top four or five. It would be would be a, a good a good place from in my opinion to put them. What yeah, about you, Don? Oh, no, what about you, Rich? Where do you put them? I mean, it was your question. Don answered, yeah. and I answered. What's yours? Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with you. I think right now you have Vaughn coming back off an injury. Um, I haven't seen him in terms of where he's at. Unfortunately, your comment earlier when we first started the show has typically been an an Achilles for for Vaughn in terms of injury. <laughs> the pun because you're so punny i know um but uh uh he is typically whenever J- vaughn has gone off he had that one year before he tore his acl where he went out and did that like absolutely insane workout regime i don't know if you saw that all the videos and stuff mm-hmm. from it but it was just nuts where he did like the weightlifting and running up and down like sand and beaches and stuff it was it's insane it had, there's a specific name i can't remember what it is but it's a crazy workout regime and that very next year, he tore his ACL because he was jacked, like beyond jacked. Last year in the offseason, Vaughn did a, not a similar workout routine, but COVID and everything, a lot of these football players seem to like just, they fill their time with working out instead of, <laughs> you know, other stuff. And we saw a fair amount of injuries as a result. And I, I firmly believe that was likely a good reason why there was a lot of injuries because they overexerted their bodies and put a lot of extra pressure. Yeah. Oh yes. yeah, um, yes, he did. I, I he did actually fixed. Yeah, I got my computer fixed, guys. Uh, you know, and uh, just a quick reminder to all our audio listeners out there: I did upload our last two episodes yesterday. So thank you guys so much for being patient. Hope you guys have a chance to check it out after you guys hear this. Uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, this podcast. Yeah, he found he found the power cord. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Adon, did you try turning it off and then turning it back on again? Uh, <laughs> no, but I'll keep that in mind for next time. Yeah. Okay. Promise. So I, I just, from my, in my opinion, Vaughn is basically, he's gone crazy on his workouts and he's hurt himself both times when he's done it. I would prefer to see him stick to somewhere more in the middle where he's tended to be able to stay healthy and kind of be the Vaughn of old. If they can both stay healthy the entirety of the season, I definitely can see them being top five, no problem. I could see them going as top, as high as within the top one or two, but it would take something pretty special for them to get there because we'd also need to see Malik Reed take another step forward to allow some spelling and some rest of the two of them as well. And uh, we also have a couple, uh, at least one UDFA, if not two, that may be really interesting in terms of in the mix that may kind of step up and they some one at least one of them has a real potential of pushing Malik Reed if he can really step it up. I was gonna say Malik Reed, absolutely. I mean, he does have potential. Now, with, now with with both if if Vaughn and and Chubb both stay completely healthy all season, how much of that potential we're actually gonna see from him? I mean, I feel bad for him on that on that front. You know, is questionable, but I do agree. Um, 
EJ brought up a great point here. The return of fans increases crowd noise, and that helps the pass rush get home too. Not having fans at home games hurt the pass rush last season. Let's get hashtag let's get loud, baby. I agree. I mean, you know, because that that you know crowd noise cuts down on the quarterback's ability to you know audibly communicate with his with his you know players, um, and you know so so bringing that back it will help. I completely agree with you, EJ. And by the way, here's to you, EJ, drinking your White Russians. That seems to be your uh, your thing now, my friend. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, every time I think of a White Russian, I'm going to think of EJ. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just reminds me of White Claw for some reason. This is no post pod whiskey. That's... <laughs> what kind of whiskey is that, Rich? Uh, it's uh, barrel aged from a local uh, distillery here. Is it is it bourbon or is it what is it? Oh, it's it's straight up whiskey. I'm Irish. We we, we just go straight oh. up harsh crap. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it's pretty good whiskey, though. I've 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 got my flask back behind me right now, full of uh, bourbon because I'm a I bourbon can't, guy. I can't tell you the last time I had a shot of hard liquor. I'm I stick mostly to beer. To be honest, we can fix that. We can fix that real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, let's see. Uh, I had some other comment here I wanted to bring up. Uh, oh, uh, Mundungus brought in the hot brought brought in a question right. about inside well, linebacker. Well, Who let me just we... let me just ahead, say let me ahead. just add. Can I just add one thing? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the reason just... the reason why I think the the Broncos pass rush is going to be top three is because I have a real a lot of faith in this Fangio defense going into year three. Because sure. and I've said it before, I've seen what the Fangio defense. It's kind of like a uh, uh, wine. You know, the longer it it ages, better. The longer it stays. Uh, I don't know, chilled or whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> so, I, uh, so I think that don't forget I, the tannins. You yeah. can't forget the tannins. And, exactly. And 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 Vic Fangio's seat is not exactly burning at the moment, like a lot of analysts out there will have you believe. But it, I mean, a little bit. I'll give you a little bit. But it's not exactly like, hey, if 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 he loses like week one, he's fired type of series. So I believe that him and, and, you know, Ed Donatelle is almost like a carbon copy of Vic Fangio in terms of, you know, knowing his defenses and calling it plays or whatever. So I yeah, just Yeah, but he feel, smiles more. Yeah, he does smile more. And he doesn't <laughs> wear sweats all the time. Right. Um, so I, I just feel like they're going to put on a show that's going to be just so fantastic that it's going to at least buy Vic Fangio another season should the Broncos not make the playoffs or sure. a Super Bowl. Sure, sure. I'm sorry. Okay, go um, ahead. No, you're fine, dude. This is look. This has been your show for a year. I'm the new guy here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to step on your toes. This is, this is. I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm the new kid at school in school. Uh, Madungas mm-hmm. did ask though, who would you take out to bring in another inside linebacker? Depending well, on the package, you wouldn't have to take anyone out. Th- you know uh, what? Yeah, in, in, in the chat, he did go on and say that he, uh, in a hot take, and it's one that I've heard. Uh, where is it? Oh, it's right here where he said, Micah Parsons is going to be a bust. I don't have my sound, my uh, soundboard tonight, so uh, I can't uh, throw out the foghorn for that. But uh, wait, 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 wait. yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You've done that before. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it sounds like he's done that professionally before. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, I'm the guy uh, who started it. They just copied me, right? Uh, yeah, you're, 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 <laughs> um, you're out be being a bouncer at a bar or something, and all you're like, you throw somebody out the door with your, you know, you're like, I'm really tall. Come with me. So you Mike, throw Mike, them out Mike, the door, and you're like, I'm on Dungas there. 
you know, like that's not bad. My question, Mendungus, there is that is that due to play or is that due to behavior? Mm. I'm, if because, I had to because guess, because Parsons so far has had really poor behavior that's been well documented within his college career. Yeah. So then, my question would be: Is your comment there predicated and based on the fact that he's been, by and large, by all accounts, a not stellar human being within the locker room or not a great teammate? Or is that based on his play on the field, where you just don't think he can make the next step from a college to NFL level? That. You know what? I, I, I could see either, right? Like, that's my point. Like, I, I'm asking open-endedly to say I could see both potentially being true, but what what was the premise of why you said what you said? You know what? I could... If you would have drafted Mike Parsons last season, I would have agreed with you, Mike. But Dan Quinn is the new defensive coordinator for Dallas, so he's been pretty known to build a pretty good defense. I mean, he did put the blueprint down for the Legion of Boom that reigned supreme in Seattle for what three maybe four years so he could find a way to turn Michael Parsons into a, a very very good NFL player or he could just completely wreck things in Dallas and make that Dallas defense even worse than it is because even though they do have a linebacker they still don't have a secondary but um to to answer your question though I probably wouldn't replace either one of them because I feel that Alexander Johnson and Honey Bear have a lot. Have, they they want to prove themselves. <laughs> they want to prove themselves that they belong not just in the team, but they belong in this I league. I agree, but I disagree only in that I think you know the desire can be there, all, you know, all day long. I mean, to 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 prove yourself. I mean. You can you can have all the heart, and I will and I will say right now, Honey Bear, he got the heart. He got a big heart, and he like yo, know, he's got a lot of a lot of panache, a lot of gumption, and he wants to be the best. Mm -hmm. I just don't, but I don't think he has that natural ability to take that step. You know, you know, sometimes sometimes heart isn't enough. I mean, I, I hate to say that. I hate to say that because I want people. I, I'm 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 just like um, we call you know Dave Glassman here. We call him Dave Full Glassman over on Nothing Rhymes because he's such an <laughs> optimist. But um, and I want to be that optimistic. I want to be that guy that's just like succeed, succeed. All you need to do is believe. But this isn't Angels in the Outfield, okay? Or or the the terrible sequel, Angels in the End Zone. Um, <laughs> you know, um, this is this is real life, and I'm sorry. You can have I. I I applaud you if you have all that heart and you have all the belief, but you got to have the ability to. And as much as I, as much as I applaud, you know, Honey Bear, Big Josie, um, for having that 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 heart and that that drive, he's not he's not that he's not as athletic as you need him to be to make that push. That last pit is exactly what you. Oh, I agree with 100. percent Is mm -hmm. you're playing a physical game that requires athletic talent and gifts, and it's all dependent on who you're playing against as well. And we have to be mindful that we are playing against a rather athletic division. Yeah, we needless to say. We have Waller, we have a couple good running backs in our division who are athletic as well. And you need that combination of size and speed from the inside linebacker position in order to both cover those guys, get a jump on the slot receiver if that's what they're being asked to do as well. And unfortunately, Jewel is, we'll just say, woefully short. Yeah, like, needless, to, needless to say, all of our inside linebackers are going to be under a microscope going into the preseason, seeing as how we only have three games. So, you know, Justice or not is going to be watched and 
very, very carefully scrutinized. Studied. Absolutely scrutinized. Yeah, that too. What's up, Ron? And... I know that's you. I know that it's not your wife, Sharisha. I know it's Ronald Samples on his <laughs> wife's phone right now. No. So Bronco, Bronco gang for life, brother. <laughs> um, uh, but I do believe that should one of those guys have a really good preseason where it's like, you know, highlights and, and it whatnot. Could be. It could it, be. I mean, oh, it could be they put him in a rotation with with honey. Ron, Bear. has your wife subscribed? <laughs> if not, we need not, to, you know, there's a button right button. below the video. <laughs> yes, right. You know, that's right. So, no, I mean, I mean, they could be. Sernod, uh, Baron, they both could, could step up. But Baron mm. Browning is still young. I mean, very young. And, you know, playing the inner, you know, he. I've heard, I've heard some, some people say he's a, a better edge rusher than he right. is on the interior. That being said, he's also a very naturally gifted athlete. And I think, I think given some time, some training, he can step up to be that, you know, to be gifted on the interior. Do I think, do I think he's going to step out of the gate and just run amok? No, I don't. And Sernod, we just didn't see enough. And who knows where, you know, I, you know, we, we didn't hear that much of what he's been doing to come back during the off season. We haven't heard anything. I mean, I have you guys, cause I really haven't heard any reports about Justin Sernod seeing this week, you know, training and doing this and blah, 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 blah. And like, I haven't heard any, I mean, I've seen him about Von Miller, mm-hmm. seen him about all, a lot of the guys, the guys that we injured, you know, that got, in, that got injured on our team this last year. I saw nothing on Justin Sternod. Ha! That's right, Ron. Thank you, buddy. Subscribe <laughs> for her. Good, uh, man. She's Good go- man. She's going to, th- trust me, Ron, she will thank you for it later. She's going to love the notifications, let me tell yes. you. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know, Travis Tarbox says it here. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Josie Jewell, but he seems a step or two slow. I'm originally from Iowa, so I've watched him since college. So there you go. I mean, he's it's not that he doesn't have the heart. I mean, that guy, that guy's a natural leader. He's got he, you know, he's got that locker room wrapped around his pinky finger. They love Josie Jewell in that locker room. Agreed. You know, they absolutely love that guy. And he's a and he's a natural leader. I think he's gonna make one hell of a coach one day. I agree. That's exactly what one I was gonna hell say. of a coach one day. Mm-hmm. I agree. But again, he doesn't have the speed that we need at that position. You know, we've seen, we we saw plenty of running backs just bust right past him. And yeah. and and that that's concerning especially in this in this division. Some of the absolute best coaches in the NFL in their various positions that have come up from being NFL players transitioning to NFL coaches have been mediocre or average athletes but highly highly gifted in terms of intellect. So they're able to understand process and know what they should be doing but their bodies are just not physically gifted enough in order to execute it you end up with those rare rare individuals like your ray lewis's and brian urlacher's and mobley's and guys like that that and and patrick sertan who i believe is gonna be that guy Right, so, so you end up with a few guys. Well, I'm, I'm sticking with guys that we kind of have seen before, right? Yeah, so, agreed. <laughs> so, so, you know, you've seen those guys translate their physical gifts and their mental and football IQs into the middle linebacker position, and they've had they've had both. Josie Jewell, from this point here, from what I have seen, and I think we can all agree, 
is incredibly gifted when it comes to IQ and intellect from football, but his athletic abilities are diminished compared to what is required in today's NFL. What you would expect. Yes. Right. Exactly. And so I agree with you. I think he'd make an amazing coach because he's clearly like IQ gifted. He's going to be brilliant. I think he'll right. be a brilliant coach. College, right. high school, right. even maybe even the NFL one day. Right. But, you know, you know, it is what it, it is what it is on that. So um, let's see. We, we got some people. T- uh, we got some people asking some questions about um, who's going to be try- who we might be covering the tight ends with. Mm. Um, so let me see. I got it back here. Uh, was it uh, was it this one? Okay. Um, no, I was actually going. I, mean, I was going to bring that up, but this one back here. Here we go. You sure they won't just put Sertan on tight ends? That's from George uh, Mar- Maravi. I don't recognize Maravi. that name. You guys might, but yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's George. George, George, welcome to you know. It's nice to, uh, for me. It's nice to meet you, George. <laughs> and uh, I like it. You know, I don't. I don't think that uh, Sertan's going to be. I don't know about you guys. I don't think Sertan's going to be exclusively set on a set on the Travis Kelseys, Darren Wallers, and George Kills of the league. Um, oh, there. Oh, look. There's Bronco. That's an awesome dog. I love that dog. <laughs> he looks so, he looks so fluffy, so hypoallergenic. He is. I, I figured. I, I figured. Coach to prove it. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, so moving down though, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Mundungus predicts that by the end of the season, uh, PS2 will be covering wide receiver once. I hope so. Um, and then uh, he also thinks that we'll be, we we'll might put Darby on the tight ends, rotate him in and out to avoid another injury. And I agree with that. I think, I think another big part of the depth that we've built on in that secondary is to be able to rotate, mm-hmm. so that the so that these you know, big, you know these guys that we we are paying a lot of money to at least for this season and a few of them for a few seasons can stay healthy. Agreed. Um, so I could see Darby playing, uh, you know, covering on the tight ends. And, and like, the thing is like some of these guys, it doesn't matter who you put on them. You could put the greatest corner. You could put champ Bailey on them and they're still going to, they're still going to make plays. You know, it's you know the Travis Kelsey's and the Darren Wallers. The, even, even if you were to put Tra- champ Bailey in his prime on Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller, they're still going to make some plays over him. I mean, that's just what the, the, they're, they are that gifted. You know, just like he was. Now I, now, I think he would even make. I think he would make plays on them too. Right. But you know, I think you know it. it you know, it is what it is. Um, Darby is so small. It, you know, it, it's not. Uh, you know, it's not all about the size though. Even going up against those big tight ends. Right. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to pull that coverage, I mean, some of these guys. I, I don't remember what Ronald Darby's vertical jump, vertical leap is, but it's actually pretty impressive if I recall. Um. So I mean, you know, small or not, you know, not all of us can be, uh, not all of us can be uh, a six foot ten Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I'm the talk of the town. You are, dude. I mean, oh man, you had, you had my guest on Nothing Rhymes on Sunday eating out of your hand, and she hasn't even met you yet. Ah, <laughs> uh, my blushes. Oh yeah! Did you? By the way, did you comb your hair? You told her you were going to go comb your hair. I sure did. There I was at work combing my hair. There you go. <laughs> uh, my wife—that's that my, my wife. Oh, I hi, need Annie, your dog. <laughs> and she says she needs your dog. Uh, she uh, 
So let's see. I like uh, another Boggins comment here, and here he is. You know, he's trying to make us look stupid. So thanks, thanks, Marcus. But uh, <laughs> Fangio doesn't do shadow schemes based on players. Ojemudia got lined up in man against Julio last year. He sure did. Okay. And man, did he pay the price? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, Right, but, that's, but but on, on that, he's absolutely correct. But that's also one of the reasons why you need to have the more versatile inside linebackers and not rely on modifying your defensive schemes in order to fit the teams you're playing against. So mm-hmm. when you have a guy like Stranad or a guy like um, uh, oh, the, the other, oh, I can't remember the guy, I forget his name. Um, when you have two guys that can cover guys, that's important. And, and that t- helps take away that first read in those quick shallow routes when they're being asked to cover tight ends or running backs in the flats and stuff. <laughs> Dave Glassman says it's not the size of the boat, but the motion of the ocean. And Lindsay was awesome. <laughs> well, uh, as, as I understand it, I am I am well above average height for a male and I'm still too short for Lindsay. So that's right. Um, that's right. You know, six foot five plus for Lindsay is her height requirement. So uh you know. <laughs> oh no! I, I you know Lindsay's Lindsay's an awesome person. She she was a fantastic guest. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed that show. It was awesome. Yeah, she was she fantastic. is she's fantastic. So I de- she will definitely be on. If not on in Nothing Rhymes with Blue, I guarantee she'll be on MA, uh, on one of the MHRT shows in the near future. She was okay. great for sure. Um, <laughs> Ron says six foot ten. She wants you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even um, lie. That was apparently clear, and it's on record. So it is. I mean, it's all over the internet now. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's not going anywhere. It's you know, it's I, I even uploaded the the RSS feed. I uploaded the audio, so it's it's out there in audio and video, all you know, <laughs> all mm-hmm. over the place now. It sure is. Did you slide, Mendoza? Did you slide in there? I did DM her and we did talk for a little bit, but she is pretty busy, so she doesn't get back to me right away. But I understand. Uh, she wrote, she uploaded her first. George first article. So. I thought it was a football podcast. George, it is, but it's like it's the twentieth of July. Like we, yeah, <laughs> we gotta, there's uh, so much other things that there's like not that much else to talk about right now. I mean, that, we are what? We're what seven days away from training camp? Yeah, that's the beauty of MHRT podcast. Anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, we're a fan, we're fan based. We can talk about what we want, but yes, it's about football. But ultimately, we're a group of friends. Like this is what we do. We're a fa- we're fan based. We're not we're not getting paid for this. This is us taking time out of our days to just talk football and and have fun, make friends, build a family. That's what we're doing here. You know, we mm-hmm. ultimately ultimately in the end. Broncos fandom is what brought us together, and Broncos is what we will talk about the most. But we love to have some fun too, for Agreed. sure. <laughs> so let's see. Oh, here comes Boggins acting like he's all smarter, smarter than us again. Yeah. When you play four-two-five, you don't need a cover linebacker as much. They'll drop into coverage and attack the sidelines on C ball, get ball moments, but not like he's telling them to man up to the Y. I, I, I see it, and I agree. But I mean, it's not always, they're not always going to be playing a four-two-five package either. Uh, I kind of don't understand everything that Boggan said in that <laughs> statement because it sounds like something I'd read up in Madden. But Football I understand. Football for dummies. Yeah, it's a pretty great much. Book. Um, yeah, 
<laughs> but I, I, I'm going to trust you, Boggins, because you're a very smart dude. I'm not even going to lie to you about that. But uh, And it sounds like something that if you told Vic Fangio in his face, like over dinner or something, that he'd probably be like, well, you're absolutely right, but I'm the coach and I'm going to do whatever I want. Anyway. <laughs> Come on. Whatever, whatever, I do what I want. Well, yeah. <laughs> sounds like freaking Cartman on South Park. So, whatever, uh, I do what I want. But I, I trust in the schemes that uh, Vic Fangio runs Boggins and like I and I I'm gonna say it again I only can I feel that going into year three that defensive scheme with the players we have on paper it's just gonna be freaking amazing yeah I mean it, it, it is you know, there is so much to be excited about this season you guys there is so much to be excited about and you know I mean there's there's some things to also be apprehensive about but you know what like uh, Lindsay was easy on the eyes. Great eye candy says EJ. Woo, Lindsay, if you're watching EJ's EJ's, uh, he, he's heating up with EJ in here. EJ, are you six foot five or above? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because if you're at least six foot five or above, she doesn't need to know any more about you. That's all she needs to know. Yeah. <laughs> she was, and, and everybody's talking about it still. You know, Glenn Hauser. She was a tremendous guest. Um, so fun. It really was. She 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 is fantastic, and I can't wait to see what she's going to do uh, with Mile High Sports. Um, granted, she did say that her podcast, when it happens, is going to be audio only because she doesn't want to have to get all looking nice for the camera. But uh, I can't. I do. Can, I, I truly cannot wait to see how you know where she goes with uh, with Mile High Sports. So, um, when Dungus says from front to back, he's at least six foot five. <laughs> that back, side to side. <laughs> oh man and george you should george says he feels like he needs to watch some previous, previous segments, segments yeah. george go back in our mhrt podcast to this last sunday uh nothing rhymes with orange and blue myself myself and mundungus with uh with special guest Lindsay bebo mm-hmm. of uh mile high sports it was Bye. a fantastic pod by the way, shout out to the boss for filling in for Isaiah. I yes, don't know if it was yes. last minute, but uh, it, you know. it was. It was I, I was able to give him a couple hours notice. Uh, Isaiah okay. texted me. Isaiah texted me probably within uh, about about three p.m. Central Time, which is two hours before we go live. And he was like, you know, he was he was he's still in the National Guard. We always joke with him about that because um, you know the rest of us that served, we were all active duty soldiers. Um, but he uh, he texted me about two hours before and was like, I'm definitely not making it home in time from his National Guard duties. So I, mm-hmm. t- I text him and Douglas. So I'm like, hey, you want to help me out? And uh, it worked, you know, he's always down. And, and I know that you guys, you know, one of these times, whenever I need to fill in, I'll, yeah. I'm going to call one of you guys. By the sure. way, let me just say for the record, there are a lot of great spots in the boss's house. And I really feel he picked the best looking one because <laughs> he could have been streaming from his bathroom for all we know. And yeah, that, you know, that so, wood paneling, right? So that wood paneling. I know he, a lot of people were kind of like giving him stuff about it, but I just, for my sake, I thought it was amazing, boss. Just bang, you know, whenever he said knock on wood, bang on the wall, bro. Bang on the wall. <laughs> All right, so um, let's see. A couple, a couple, a little bit more. EJ says he's six foot three, so she might, if you, if you, if you're, if you're willing to, uh, to, to risk it, Lindsay might be clo- close. EJ, I she want you be- to think Tom Cruise and lifts, <laughs> and then just apply them accordingly. Right, right. Um, Travis, Travis Tarbox says I know everyone is tired of talking QBs, but I believe Drew will make a big jump this year. 
If that happens, we will re- we will return to the playoffs. I'm inclined to agree. I have been a, a you know huge Drew Lock you know behind Drew Lock the whole time, and I believe so too. I don't know about you guys, but so can I can I ask this for everyone here? Do we think that's good enough? Yes. And and, and so if you do, do you not think that making that only just eking into the playoffs? Do you think that puts us in a position to either? draft and bolster the roster appropriately through the draft or or does that help us maybe in free agency because then we're no longer seen as you know a four or five season a losing joke team. <laughs> yeah well i wasn't gonna quite go there but um a dumpster fire was where i was gonna was, was gonna that's say. houston yeah. we're not quite there yet no we're no a, no, we're no brush no, fire okay we're no, a brush no, fire they're, they're a dump that's on fire in houston okay, yeah. Um, Very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but so, so just I, I just my only comment there is i am i'm not a fan of just eking into the playoffs and being one and done i i would if we are going to do well like as you said there with drew lock taking that next next step i would really want us to at a minimum at least make it one round further to prove that he has the mental capacity, ability, acuity, so whatever the wild, So past the wild card? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want him to make it to that next tier because that'll show that he's really, truly, for me at least, <laughs> taking those next steps. I agree. Mundunga says, leave his wood My. paneling alone. Well, maybe if your <laughs> wife would, you wouldn't have six kids now, would you, bud? Now, is that faux wood paneling <laughs> or real wood paneling? That was the real question I never got an answer on. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Javante, uh, or uh, Ron, sorry, it's not Sharisha. It's Ron on Sharisha's phone. Javante Pookie Williams, nothing to F with. Um, I agree. I can't wait to see what he's going to do in this league. I On the Broncos, but it, not not only on the Broncos, but just in this league. Because, you know, he's a running back. Odds are he probably won't retire a Bronco in the end. But <laughs> I can't wait to see what he does. Simulated wood finish. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, so, uh, mm. Douglas says, I think he can make a jump, but it will be up. It'll be. To, I don't know. What is that? To but a it will water. be to a Bridgewater type jump. So he's saying middle, middle, right? Because Bridgewater basically has his career has been middle, right? Like he's never he's been. been top he was tier al- he's never he been was almost there he was almost top tier yeah. and then the injury happened and right i mean granted mundungus mundungus makes a point to to uh to point it out every chance he gets his five game stint with the saints i don't take that away but again thus far as far as his career goes as an average he's been a middling quarterback mm-hmm. well y- you know what I, I'm, I'm a big drew lock supporter as you guys already know and I can understand why Rich said, you know, he expects Drew Locke, if he does turn it around and, you know, turns out to be a successful quarterback going into year three, that he does better than just getting us to the playoffs. And I wholeheartedly agree. Because if it's Teddy Bridgewater, for me, Teddy Bridgewater is somebody who can get us to the playoffs. But as a Drew Locke fan, I'm expecting him to get us to a Super Bowl. So Real quick, I've got two comments I want to pull up. And I, mm-hmm. like, um, I like this uh, real quick. This is Glenn Hauser, so one of our MH- MHRT brothers. If Drew is top 20, we make the playoffs with this offense. I completely agree. I do. Yeah. If he is great. in the top third, if he is in the top third, or, you know, top two-thirds, 
of quarterbacks. With the weapons around us and the defense we've built, we make the playoffs. We would have been in the playoff last year with like two or three more wins anyways, and we basically yes, we lost those by like one or two scores. So yeah. As sure. a wild card, yeah. The yeah, other sure. thing I want to point out, this is my this is our boy, Dave Full Glassman. All right. Just got the MHH notification, but we'll stay with you guys until the end. That's what's up. That's, That's dedication. Friend, Thank you so much no, um, we, we love you, Dave. We've well, we have more facial hair than them, so that's fine. That's for sure. <laughs> much, much more. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys, you guys see this, right? I'm starting to get down here towards like, you know, at least a aging ship captain or, you know, wizard. I got the, I've been on an island for a month and it's time to shave. Yeah, look at you, yeah. Tom Hanks. Um, <laughs> Wilson! You know? <laughs> so... Um, but and Travis Tarbox says, I want more than just to make it to the playoffs. Well, I mean, we all do, Travis, but realistically, realistically, are we going to the Super Bowl this season? I mean, I, I always want to be, I always want to be the optimist, and I know you guys do too. But if we're sitting here being realistic, are the Broncos going to the Super Bowl this season? I hope so. I mean, it'd be <laughs> wonderful. If you were to make a prediction, though, in this division, oh, in geez. this division are the Bron, you know, in this division and the AFC as hard as it can. What in the world? Can we get it back to a Don's potential love connection? Rumor is he waxed his chest on Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I don't have chest hair, so that's something that nobody wants to see anyway. But. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that should, that would be a that would be you could make a Brillo pad out of that. I think, I'm, that would I'm glad I don't have to go the 40 year old <laughs> version uh, route and you know, ending up with a pumpkin on my chest. So <laughs> thank God oh. for that. Uh, Dave Glassman says he doesn't have facial hair. Hashtag baby face. Uh, you're missing out, bud. <laughs> you are, brother. You are. There it is. I had a beard in grade eight. Yeah, what? I had a beard in grade eight. Yeah, Man, I, I didn't beard, grow. I, I could grow a beard in, in seventh grade. I didn't grow this to like it's, high it's school. The, uh, it's the like it's junior year. It's I the uh, Turkish. Believe it or not, you can't see it looking at me. It's the Turkish blood in, my, in me. Like I was. <laughs> when I, when, when, uh, fun. One more fun little story from me, and then I, I promise I'll, I'll leave my my fun stories out. When I was in the army, um, I had a sergeant who made me carry a uh, a razor in my chest pocket all the time, because the first time he met me. He asked me, you know, it was, it was in the afternoon and he, and he grabbed my face and this is the military. So you have to be baby, sh- you know, baby face shaven unless you have a, you know, a mustache that makes you look like you're luring children into vans with candy. Um, and he came up and he looked at my, took one look at my face and he was like, did you shave today? Yeah. Roger Sergeant. He's like, no, you bull. I don't believe you. So he literally took a picture with his, his phone of my face. He's like, I'm going to check you in the morning. And if it's not. If, if it doesn't look exactly or like this by midday, you know, I, I I'm gonna bring you up on charges for for you know busting uh busting re- uh, uniform regulations. And sure enough, I went in the next morning and I had shaved my face baby fa- baby smooth, and he he thought it was hysterical. And then by that midday, he checked my face, and he was like, <laughs> "Holy crap!" And I'm like, "Yep, I have five o'clock shadow by 11 a.m." <laughs> you know, like so. No, let's see. <laughs> I'm going to a water park this Saturday with my I made your content like four I'll, months ago. I'll show Man. you a picture of my chest. <laughs> That's incredible. Do they do they go by grades in Canada? 
for what? For for school. school. <laughs> yeah. But you have to say like, them in French. Like oh, God. A. I'm so sorry. I, was, uh, I watched some How I Met Your Mother the other day. I don't know if you've ever watched How I Met Your Mother, but I love that show. I've seen pieces of it. And, yeah. And there's a part where where Barney is, you know, but where Neil Patrick Harris's Harris's character Barney asks Robin, who's, you know, Canadian, in the show. I think she's Canadian in real life too. And he's just like, "Why do we even let you be a country?" Like. <laughs> and then also he like, "How sad is it being you like growing up in Canada with America right there?" Like. <laughs> America Junior. Oh, if America would take me, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Oh, we'll we'll, I'll, we'll take you. Hey, come, come on come down, here. man. Come on, buddy. We, we'll take you. Tennessee could always use more uh, fine citizens yeah, like yourself. Yeah, t- Tennessee could use all the bearded, you know, gun-toting <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen. That, you know, that's that's the, this is the South, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We're in oh, an hour geez. ten, of Don. Holy cow! This yeah. one, so guys. I would love to see your comments because uh, I haven't seen enough predictions and or um, your thoughts on this in terms of who, where you think Chubb and Vaughn will end up this year. I'd love to see those. Um, and I would like us to interact maybe even further on Twitter if you'd like, or we want to go back and forth on these types of things as well. Um, we're getting pretty close to the end, guys. Um <laughs> Oh, Dave Glassman's giving you some alphabet, some Canadian alphabet le- lessons. A, B, C, B, U, F, Z. You got the first little bit, but I, I think the ale was kicked in, so you kind of lost You lost it after the third one in, but good, good one. Basically, you don't know what you're talking about, Dave. A boot. A boot. A boot. A boot. A boot. <laughs> a I, boot. I, I know well enough what Americans think we You don't say. know what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> Come on now, bye. You don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> All right. So I agree. I, I I definitely agree with what Rich said. I, wow, I stuttered there. That was crazy. I only do I do that so rarely. It happens every now and then. <laughs> Shush. You are no Adam Sandler. <laughs> um, so I agree with you, Rich. Uh, let's see a little bit more. Um, everybody, throwing your real quick before we get out of here, throwing your predictions. As to as far as past rushing tandems go, where Bradley Chubb, where the astronaut Bradley Chubb and Von Miller stack up this season, in your prediction. Agreed. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Rich with a full beard in junior high. <laughs> Actually, what I had it when I had coming out was I cut everything into strips. So I had a strip here, I shaved here, and I shaved here into like strips, and it was like this long. And that's how I entered grade nine. <laughs> yeah. I entered through I, the front door. I looked angry. <laughs> I looked uh, very, very angry. Yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, Frank, I'm so sorry. I, I can't stop laughing. It's It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you entered through the front door, but Frank Clark. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. This is a family show. Oh jeez. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to say it. So let's see. Uh, top George Marve uh, predicts top three for the for our pass rushing tandem. Uh, Travis Tarbox gives uh, both of our of our uh, edge rushers 13 sacks. Ooh. Ooh. 
Ooh. Um, let's see. Canada makes the best makes the beet po- the best poutine ever. Agreed. I've had it. The secret and, um, is duck fat. Huh. How Canadian. How Canadian. I know. know. (laughs) Combined. Glenn predicts combined for 28 sacks. That's impressive. That's impressive. That's that's pretty. No, between the two, that's that's pretty Mundungus, Lord God Almighty. Yeah. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) We're a family show, boss. (laughs) Family. Dave says, F you rich. I didn't even have hair under my arms. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, my, Dave, because Glenn, just, Glenn I, doesn't I really have a shred of there. Um, that wasn't even PG 13. That's true. Like that that was that was <laughs> that was we, we that was oh. way over the line. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's I the line. Be... You hopscotched it. Okay. Yeah. Um so um we got a bunch of predictions combined 28 sacks. That's great. Um, and then, you 13, know, 13, which is 26. Yeah. So, um, um, top three, top three, uh, that sort of stuff. So, I mean, Ooh, I, I like Mundungus's prediction here. Break the record. Now that's 30 combined sacks by a, ta- by a duo. I mean, how cool would that be? That would I mean, be really fitting for Vaughn in his career, right? Like to be part of something like that. Like that that would really be a bit of a cherry on the top for him in order to have that. He's been MVP of a Super Bowl. Like, I mean, if anyone had any doubt that he's a first battle Hall of Famer, that would basically shut everybody up and just say, yes, of course he got it in the first ballot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I, I think we need to start getting out of here in just a second. But Glenn predicts 35 sacks if you include Malik Reed. So the dream killer, yeah. I mean, it, it would be it'd be something. Um, well, if the other two get 28, it's quite possible Malik would be able to top that off. So yeah, I could I could see that if they hit the 28 that Glenn predicted before, then that would totally make sense because Malik has already hit close to that number i think even last year mm-hmm. so real quick last one oh, oh wait real quick no 30 for vaughn goat 30 for vaughn alone that'd be insane that would be a record that would stand the test of time like mm-hmm. all the way till the end of of you know existence on in this universe for humanity <laughs> you Ooh, know michael strahan <laughs> yeah right uh, Ron has one last one. We need to find a new name for the secondary. Maybe this can be our topic for next week or something we mm, talk about next cool. week. I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm just going to throw it out there right now. Control alt delete. Cause they're going to be shutting everything down. <laughs> oh, that's food for thought for next week, fellas. For sure. So, all right. And, um, I agree. So, you, you know, I, I, I don't know who is doing the, uh, the outro. So, uh, Guys, with that, that's going to do us for today. I just want to thank everyone for joining us. That was uh, a very lively chat. We want to thank everyone uh, for joining us in the chat, uh, actually participating. And I would like to remind everyone, we would like to remind everyone, that we are on a quest for a 1,000. Slap those like and thumbs up (laughs) buttons, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you can know when we go live and when we post new content. Rich, real quick, read this comment by Glenn because it's an, it's a question for you. 
<laughs> oh, I'll do that just for fun. Oh, uh, that's terrible. <laughs> but uh, um, tell you what, with the new season, if we can get to say 14, mm-hmm. I'll do that no problem. Okay. Uh, don't even ask me, whoever whoever is about to type in the comments, how many is it going to take for Johnny to shave his beard? Because I've answered that in the past. The Broncos could win the Super Bowl every year for the rest of my life, and I still will not shave my beard. So don't even bother. <laughs> so it's guys, nice we, post, we post content regularly. It's important that you turn on those notifications so that you get told that it gets posted. More importantly, if you can share, like, and send out our content to your like-minded Broncos fans out there in Broncos country, we would greatly appreciate it. It also helps to make sure that you are tuning in to all of our live content because if you don't get the notifications, you won't know we're live. Make sure that you are tuning into our flagship podcast, the MHAT podcast with Madungus Creevy, Glenn Hauser, Mr. Boggins, and the gentleman down there in the bottom, a six foot ten Mexican. Good boy. That is uh, Thursdays <laughs> at seven six by four. And make sure you don't forget to tune into the Nothing Rhymes with Orange and Blue podcast with Johnny Baki and Isaiah Henderson, aka Pookie Knight, <laughs> every Sunday at six five four three. We love all of you out there in Broncos country. I'd like to thank you very much for joining us. And are we ready? It's important. Oh, always ready. All right. Always oh. ready. Oh, here we go. It. Everyone knows we are infamous for the Mile High Five. If we could have everyone out there in the audience join us for a Mile High Five. In Ed McCaffrey three, a couple of times first so you don't pull a muscle. All right. Here you go. Three, two, right, one. Mile, mile High Five. five. Woo! <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us today, guys. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye, Lindsay.